Ben, you have made it to the second round of the playoffs. Congratulations. How do you feel? Oh, you know, uh, pretty good, pretty good. You know, it's just a team effort. You know, we were uh, working hard all season, putting those extra hours. You know, just got to thank, uh, got to thank God, got to thank my teammates, got to thank my mom. And, you know, always uh, there for God me. Bless. And uh, yeah, just a good team win. That's why I don't read the newspaper because it's garbage. This is a poker game. I'm shoving my chips to the middle of the table. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, get out. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. I can't hear you. There's too much money in my fucking hand. Hello and welcome in, Fantasy Millionaire listeners, to yet another edition. It's now the Divisional Round edition of the Fantasy Millionaire's Daily Fantasy Football Podcast, presented to you, as always, by Ask Hat Sports. And guys... Finally, the first time in the last decade, I was right about the Patriots going down in the divisional round, and it feels good, guys. It feels like it's been 10 years, but I hit the nail on the head. The Patriots, ding-dong, the Wicked Witches are dead, and honestly, Dusty, that offense stunk. They sucked. They sucked all year. And all year we just told ourselves that they're the Patriots and they're going to figure it out. But that is not the case. They sucked. They are gone. The NFL is better without them. A lot of exciting teams left on the board. And we can all breathe a little bit easier knowing that we're going to have a new champion this year. Couldn't agree more, Ben. And you are out in California, my friend. How are you doing? And what is your thoughts on the fact that Tom Brady may be coming back? Uh, Good. As long as there is a quarterback in the NFL who kisses his own son for far too long, I am happy. Um, But I'm doing good, Jamie. I I bought a new hat today, um, which I don't know if I told you guys this, but I'm actually balding. So uh, buying a new hat for me is actually a pretty big deal. Um, But yeah, sorry to break the news this far into our friendship. I would have thought on the contrary that you were growing hair more rapidly because of all the times that we've talked about your hairdresser on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. Sup, Ingrid. Actually, I got to hit you back. Is that... What? Is the hat you're wearing your new hat? Yeah, it says Dank Donuts. And guess where I got it? Dank, dank Donuts. donuts. Donut it shop. Dank. It was really good. <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Wow. Yeah. I got that's the orange chip. Really you good. know what's nice, Ben? You know what's nice about that hat? Huh? Is it doesn't look new. I know. Yeah. Like it's got patina. Hats, hats that look new, what do you do? You can never wear that hat. No. It's too new. You look like a you look like a Louisianan who just realized that the Saints went down again in the playoffs and you're about to go fish for some that's, crawdads down by the that's creek. That's exactly right. And that's, what hey Jamie. That's that's hey, Jamie, the look. what's the difference between a creek and a crick? You can jump over a crick. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, you can't jump over well, you yeah, uh, joke's not going to work, but Lamar Jackson can jump over just about anything. Lamar Jackson can jump over just about anything, Ben, with those legs of his. A fantastic regular season for sure. Surefire MVP in my mind. Uh, 29 fantasy points per game. He's at home. Everybody in the fantasy world might have forgotten how great Baltimore's offenses looked all year because of their man's Lamar Jackson. Dusty, Ben, guys, 
is there a reason you don't plug him into a lineup at 8,400? And let's dissect this quarterback board. Jamie, there is a reason, and the reason is the quarterback board as a whole. There, This is just such a nice board, top to bottom, a lot of upside from a lot of guys, but there is no denying Lamar Jackson is the cream of the crop. Problem is, he's 8400 and as we have discussed pre-pod, not a lot of places to pay down on this board. So one of the places where you can save a little bit of money is quarterback position, and for that reason... You know, you always sound like a fool to say it. I'm off of Lamar Jackson at 8,400. I think maybe the Ravens have a little bit of that bye week lull that they're not quite used to being a newly elite team. But there's no doubt he's great. I just love some of the other names on the board. Yeah, for me, Ben, it's pretty simple. Um, I think Tennessee's actually a team that knows how to game plan very well. And I don't want to fuck with Mike Vrabel after he was seen planking before the last game. So we'll give you a little bit of a uh, an update slightly before kickoff, whether he was planking and doing a workout yet again, because that was absolutely terrifying. It's kind of hot. And so I'm sure his team will be ready to go. But as Dusty always alludes to, Ben, uh, Patrick Mahomes, right around 7,000, is pretty much a no-brainer. And he's going up against a juicy matchup in the 31st-ranked defense of the Houston Texans, although as much as I hate to say it, J.J. Watt being back, uh, that defense looked a lot better uh, in the wild they card round. They looked okay. Um, okay, elaborate, <laughs> please. Um, no, they, they can just still be had through the air, and so that's why Patrick Mahomes is definitely my favorite high-priced quarterback this week. You got Andy Reid coming off a bye, his second bye of the season, which might make him even stronger. Mm. Um, so I love Patrick Mahomes. You get a $1,000 discount off of Lamar Jackson. I think the ceiling is comparable to Lamar Jackson. So at 7500 Patrick Mahomes, my favorite quarterback at the top of the board. But the way I kind of see this quarterback board is in three different steps. It's if somehow you can find the money to afford Lamar Jackson, you pay for him, you lock him in, obviously. But 8400 is too much for us. We cannot find a way to uh, to afford him this week. There's just not a lot of places to pay down. So for me, it's Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, another $1,000 discount to Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers. Dusty, what do you think of Aaron Rodgers this week? He is cheaper. He's definitely cheaper. He's sixty five hundred, and good, I agree. Good sell for our listeners. That's <laughs> nice. cheap. I know. I, I agree with your take, Ben. That I think Mahomes is the guy for me at the top of the board. But Aaron Rodgers at home in the playoffs under seven thousand is certainly a juicy matchup. And Jamie, you had alluded to it. The Seahawks are not that good. They they got. Uh, obviously a really favorable matchup with against going against the Eagles, going against Josh McCown. And McCown looked okay. The Eagles were playing with freaking janitors at wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers is coming in with some legit talent, some serious firepower at home. 6,500, I think we could get a vintage performance out of him as Green Bay looks to make a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think their defense is pretty solid out in Green Bay. So I think that Rodgers is not going to necessarily be playing from behind. I think this is going to be a close game, which is going to, in his in his uh, favor, he's going to have to continue to throw pretty normally. He's not going to feel stressed. He's going to feel pretty much in line to put up big numbers. And yeah, Josh McCown comes in 40 years old and scrambles a little bit. Um, has some nice check downs to, as you said, a very suspect Eagles passing attack and receivers. And so I think you put in a, 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 a former MVP, you put in a future Hall of Famer there in that spot at home. 
I'm ready for him to Lambeau leap too. I'm going to call Aaron Rodgers rushing touchdown, even if it is just a quarterback sneak, uh, to vulture his running back Aaron Jones. He's about as low as I want to pay though on the board. Um, I think if you wanted to, I, I guess no. Let me redact that statement. I think if you want to take a flyer at Tannehill, just because of the fact that he's going to be throwing in a game where most likely they're going to be down 14 points, as you mentioned pre-pod, uh, about five minutes in dust. But for me, Garoppolo and Cousins, um, as much as I love seeing the you like that come back mm. from Kirk Cousins, I'm not in favor of playing either of those guys. That game is icky, They're just Jamie. sandwiched. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen with San Francisco. Icky. Um, nobody, nobody knows what's going to happen there. But for me, I think we've already touched on almost every name. Um, and I guess just for the sake of we got, we kind of skipped over not doing so. We should probably we kind of skipped over Watson and Russ. Um, and for me, they're just kind of in yeah. this weird price range that doesn't make them quite worth it. Also, if you look at what Deshaun Watson did last week, he had about three quarters of the worst football you've ever seen in your life. And one quarter because of his offensive because of his line. offensive Let's line, and that, one quarter sure. where he lit the world on fire, Shit. posted a twenty-nine point game. It was it was terrific. Had one yeah. play, but this week Kansas City saw what just happened to him. I think they're going to get after him. I think Kansas City's defense. I know Jamie, you're all over them. They're going to get to the quarterback. They're going to contain him. Watson ran fourteen times last week and got a touchdown on his feet. Uh, I just don't see that happening again. So we're fading those two guys. So in summation, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Aaron Rodgers, and it's a flyer on Tannehill. Great. Let's move on to the running back position where we see the king. That is Derrick Henry. What an absolute performance last week. Beast. Absolute all-time performance. Um, 34 times, 182 yards. Um, and he caught a pass. I mean, guy went over 200 total yards, um, touched the ball almost 40 times. What a freakish performance. So cool to watch. Um, definitely had, had a half chub during that game as I watched the Patriots slowly die. Um, ben, you want to play Derrick Henry again against Baltimore, who is fresh off of a bye and fresh out of two weeks preparation now for this game against Tennessee? Yeah, I actually do. Um, I like him, and part of the reason I like him is I think a lot of people are going to be kind of scared off of him against Baltimore, and I think Derrick Henry might be the first matchup-proof running back we've seen this year. Their offensive line looks great. He is running like an absolute madman. There are a few plays where you literally saw him running the ball with like three defenders on his back. It was one of the most impressive running back games I've ever seen. I just don't think Baltimore is necessarily going to slow him down to the point where you should fade him. And I know that Tennessee is going to keep trying to get him the ball despite game script. So Derrick Henry, 8,200, a lot of money, tough to fit in this week. But if you can afford him, I definitely suggest you ride him. So I'm going to, before I flip it over to Dusty, I'm going to say that I'm certainly on the opposite side of the coin there. I, I don't agree that Derrick Henry is a good play. And for that re, for the reasons uh, I'm about to list, which is, we saw this last week that in playoff time, it comes down to trick plays, different different packages with different people in the game. We saw Mar- Marcus Mariota in on multiple occasions near the goal line for this team. I, yeah, I, I just don't see Derrick Henry getting in the end zone two times again. Um, and although they might try to get him the workload, I think they will be down early. Um, and I think that he's not going to be as good of an option as the guy right below him, 200 less, who... 
will be in the game because I think San Francisco's offense will be a little bit stagnant, maybe some jitters. Uh, and although their defense is very, very good, Dalvin Cook is the one guy in the league that we have mentioned week in and week out when he's been healthy. Minnesota is a totally different offense when Dalvin Cook's in there. They lean on him no matter what. And I think that that offense is going to be much more in the game against San Francisco just because San Francisco is not as explosive. So I think that Dalvin Cook is the guy that is going to be leaned upon. And if I want to work horseback at the top, I think I'm going to ride him. Dusty, Aaron Jones is just a $600 cut below. We like his counterpart in Aaron, A-A-Ron, I should say, Rodgers. What are you doing at the top of this board? Are you going near any of those three running backs if you can't? Jamie, it's a hard fade for me this week at the top of the board. Last week was big for running backs, especially Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. I am betting that to get an edge in tournament play, I'm going to go ahead and fade the top of the running back board in favor for the top of the wide receiver board. Derrick Henry, I think Baltimore is going to match his physicality much better than the Patriots did. Dalvin Cook, the Niners have been the best defense all season. They had a week to get healthy. I think they slow him down. Aaron Jones, I don't mind, but for the sake of my narrative, I'm going to go ahead and fade him as well. Um, Certainly like the exposure of the Green Bay offense. We're just going to get it elsewhere. Guy that's interesting on an offense that I think is going to absolutely hum is Damian Williams, 6,000 Kansas City Chiefs. He's really been the guy. LaShawn McCoy has not been a part of the offense the last two weeks. It looks like they're leaning towards sort of a one-guy backfield, give or take a couple thirds downs, third downs here and there, but he catches balls out of the backfield. I love think Kansas City's going to love catching balls. I think Kansas City's going to smoke them. I don't I'm not a believer in Houston and especially cuz I believe Kansas City will play with the lead, I think it opens up even more of an opportunity for Damian, Damian Williams. So $6,000 to get a key piece of that offense when I think they're in a, a spot to explode, explode. I love him at that price. I agree, Dust. Uh definitely my favorite running back. Uh, on this whole slate Um, another guy that I like uh, he's always kind of the sneaky play for some reason is Mark Ingram great tournament play his ownership never gets too high just because Lamar Jackson's always there to vulture but when Mark Ingram has a big game it is a big game so at 6700 on a slate where it's kind of difficult to find guys like this Mark Ingram's a great tournament play definitely sprinkle him into some of your lineups uh, going back to Aaron Jones, it kind of depends on how you want to take the Packers. Um, this podcast is taking a firm stand. We are going with Aaron Rodgers. We are going with a passing game. We are fading the running game. We just think Seattle can be had a little easier through the air. So that means we're fading Aaron Jones. Um, but we also understand if you want to take the other side of that ball, we just aren't. So no Aaron Jones for me. Damian Williams is a lock. Jamie, anyone towards the bottom of this board that tickles your fancy? Yeah, um, I, I think to answer your first question is, and your only question, is I like Jamal Williams. Um, he's in a great spot, 4,600, and although the guy that you just mentioned before in Aaron Jones has seen the majority of the totes out in Green Bay, I think that Jamal Williams is now fully healthy. And seeing what Boston Scott and Miles, uh, gosh, and Miles did last week in Philadelphia with checkdowns against this again very exposable Seattle secondary, I think that Jamal Williams is in a decent spot at forty six hundred. I think that his floor is much higher than his forty six hundred dollar salary price range suggests. However, I do want to mention 
the last thing on Mark Ingram and give you a vote of confidence as well for our Fantasy Millionaire listeners. I've never heard of a calf injury lasting more than two weeks. So this is now week three for Mark Ingram, and although many people can see that he has not logged too many official practices here in the last couple of weeks, I think that Gus Edwards getting a price bump, Ingram staying where he is, not necessarily declining, I think that bodes well. I think this is a great questionable tag for people people who want to take a flyer on a guy who's questionable and below those top running backs. I think Ingram's going to be in a nut spot and in a game script where it's very easy to plug him into a game. Um, and I think that don't get cute, don't don't worry if, if you feel like he's not going to be 100% healthy. I think he's the kind of guy that's going to get enough points, even if he only plays the first three quarters, that he's going to do some damage on this fantasy board. However, Ben, below Jamal Williams at 4,600, I'm going to pass the torch to Dusty because he has the only other name that I have any confidence in, and honestly, it's because Dusty has confidence in him. Yeah, guys, it's actually been a pretty decent year for me in terms of punt plays, and I have a big one, Good on certainly you. a ballsy one. Uh, certainly a ballsy one, but uh, you know, you're talking about a four-game slate. You have to take some risks. You have to look for a place to get an edge, and this is a place that I suggest we take our calculated risk, and we get an edge, and we roll out Matt Breda, 3,300. Has not been part of the offense the past three weeks. He's been banged up. He had some fumble issues in week 15. He found the bench because of both of those two reasons. But he is a serious, serious weapon for the San Francisco 49ers team that I think at points in this game is going to be looking for a juice. Um, You know, they haven't been here before. They haven't been a favorite in the playoffs in a long time. There's a chance they come out flat. Matt Breda is the exact opposite of that. He's the fastest guy in the NFL. He's a total spark plug. Raheem Mostert, if he doesn't get it done... I think they're going to work Matt Breda into the fold now that he's healthy because the guy is absolutely electric. Sure, touches aren't there. Doesn't look great for him, but I just have a feeling Kyle Shan Kyle Shanahan yeah, likes to go. rotate. Keep pedaling here. Keep backpedaling. Love it. Dusty. Oh, he's not backpedaling. What? I, I'm in. Yeah, no, I'm saying. I'm in. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan likes to ride the hot hands, which has been Raheem Mostert, but if Matt Breda comes no. in for one touch and it's a productive touch – he could be yeah, off and running, he, so it's it's a calculated risk. I'm that is rested up. That's the most correct he statement you made. Rested him up for this game. They're about to unleash him. He's the fastest guy in the NFL. He's gonna get his touches. He's gonna get that. catches Dusty, out of the backfield. What was jump on your Google real quick? And I don't know if you still have the page up, but what was? Can you just? It sounded like music to me. What was the first title that popped up when you did your little Google search about Matt Brady? Yeah. <clears throat> always, always lean on Google, but it was the first title search was "Is Kyle Shanahan saving Matt Breda for the playoffs?" Oh, and that is oh. the narrative we are going all in on. Uh, you know, we don't need much from Breda. We need honestly eight points doesn't sink this lineup, and twenty five lifts it to serious, serious money. If you know Raheem Mostert tweaks an ankle or something like that, Whoa. God forbid. Oh, God, God forbid. forbid. God. I said God forbid, I know. God. and we all God know God forbid. listens. We're forbidding it. That God, you're for, you've been forbidden. Yeah. So, Braid is our guy, but uh, that's that's enough about him. He's 3,300. It's uh, awesome. Certainly could backfire. Well, we are not a podcast that's playing for cash games and playing for small money. We're going for it all. So, 3,300. Matt Braid is finding a way into our lineup. So is the wide receiver one for the Green Bay Packers. Ben, as we move over to the pass catching position, the guys who love catching balls. Yeah, we're gonna take the ball. We're gonna take the ball catcher and Devontae Ow. Adams. He, he's right. gonna get into our lineup. What about the number two receiver on this slate? Do we like him as well? 
in Tyreek. We freak. do. I, I like how you just kind of glanced over Devonte Adams. There's really like nothing to say about him. I'm I'm honestly so shocked that he's below eight thousand. It doesn't make any sense for me. Me too. Someone with that target share, it's nuts. Anyway, Devonte Adams is a lock in everyone's lineup this week. Tyreek Hill, the number two, second expensive wide receiver on this board, seventy six hundred bucks, hasn't been as electric as usual. But he's got a juicy matchup. Patrick Mahomes at home, coming off the second bye of the year. They're going to lean on him in the playoffs. I could see this being a monster game for Tyreek Hill, getting back into rare form heading into... Kelsey's a little beat up, too, might be a Super which is, Bowl is, run. is helpful. It's helpful for Tyreek. Very. Um, I do like... I, I kind of like getting a piece, any any piece or multiple pieces of that offense that's just super explosive, also because I think that Houston's just going to get beat up, uh, especially this week. But Dusty, on the opposite side of the board is the number three receiver on the board, um, mm-hmm. Hopkins, who is, you know, we don't necessarily love this season, but I, I wouldn't have a problem actually rolling him out just because he's he's pretty safe for me at 7,400. I think that even though he's going up against the supposed number two ranked passing defense in Arrowhead, I think mm-hmm. that he's nice. Um, and if I've glanced over him too quickly, let me know. But DK Metcalf's the guy who's the talk of the town. Um, he's finally sliding above... Um, his counterpart in Tyler Lockett. Uh, it it kind of seemed like it was, you know, at least nationally, uh, DK Metcalf's coming out party last week, although I've been mm-hmm. on board with him since he was drafted a little bit late in the second round. Um, DK Metcalf, absolute freak. Um, really, really good student of the game. I, I love him. I mean, I think I would plug him into a lineup here. I don't have a problem plugging him in if you have 6,800 and you don't, you know, you don't like other other cogs in the machine uh, in Seattle. But for mm-hmm. me, I think that this is a fade DK Metcalf week. Um, unless, you know, unless you want to super stack him with Lockett as well. Um, 68, finally a little bit too high for me um, considering. But I guess if he slots in, I'm not going to be mad at anybody for playing him. But, but me personally, I'm not going to touch him this week. Jamie, I have a narrative for you. Love it's a good one. Love narratives. So buckle up. Ben, feel free to listen as well. 6,000 range. It's kind of icky. If you want to go down the Metcalf locket path, you can, but I'm going to say I don't like it. I really don't. I think Metcalf got too big of a price bump. He is very big play dependent when Lockett gets all the target share. I think they sort of retract from each other in a way that I don't like. Next guy at 6,000. 6,200, Adam Thielen. He got hurt today in practice. Don't love him against San Francisco. But there's a guy at 6,000, guys, who I think is going to have his DK Metcalf type coming out party this week. And that's A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, uh, in running for Offensive Rookie of the Year, Tennessee Titans, went up against New England last week, very predictably was shut down, one target for four yards against Stephon Gilmore. Got a better matchup against Baltimore. He'll see a lot of Marcus Peters, but anything that's not the New England secondary is a better matchup. This guy is a freak, and to be honest, uh, it's not going to fall on Derrick Henry's shoulders this game. It just can't. The Ravens are too explosive with Lamar Jackson. They're going to have to throw the ball with with Tennessee, and A.J. Brown is going to have a high-volume share this game. $6,000 for the number one wide receiver and what has been an explosive pass offense in the regular season. I'm all over him this week. 
Dusty, I love that. It's a great tournament play coming off of a bad game, but you're right. Uh, just based off of sheer volume, A.J. Brown is going to have a big game. Um, just to clear up the whole Pan Pam thing, uh, I think Tyler mm-hmm. Lockett is the play in Seattle. Um, just kind of cool, kind of cool. pivoting. I think I'd lean that. Way. I think I'd lean that way too. If the volume's I didn't there. Like their ty- tight end. If I didn't like their tight end for his value at four thousand, I would say that Lockett's. Well, you, I, I agree. Whoa, whoa, I agree. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If I have to hold play your horses, Tiger. I will. Hold your horses, so Tiger. So is it Emmanuel Samuel or? Debo Sanders? Before we get there, Jamie, let me just stop you for a second. I want to say Stephon Diggs, another great tournament play. He's going to go... Because you like his name. He's going to go very, very overlooked this week. And Thielen's a little banged up. He had the most difficult matchup against Lattimore last week. They got past that game. Now going to San Francisco, another difficult matchup. But I think Diggs is going to have a big one. This is breakout weeks for receivers that were covered by elite wide receiver or elite elite corners last week. Um, yeah, I agree, Ben. I agree. I think Diggs is totally going overlooked, and they're going to probably be playing in a tight game slash from behind. So Diggs, um, definitely good. But yeah, is it I, I, Samuel Sanders? Emmanuel Samuel Sanders? Who, yeah, this... who you got who you got over there, Ben? If you have to lean to one, I have one that I like more well, than the other. This podcast is what a little this podcast is a little torn, Jamie. I'm with you. I like Debo. Um, he's just he's looked incredible. Uh, he should be their number one option. Manuel Sanders getting a little older, getting a little more washed, and Dusty still hey, has you that. Shut your mouth. Du- okay, you both still have that little. You know, connection from the Bronco days. Dusty, you like Sanders. Super Bowl champ. I like Debo. What do you, you want to shed any light on this? Sure, I will. I would. And the light that I'm going to shed is that I think the Minnesota San Francisco game could be ugly. The other games offer more upside to me. So my first statement would be don't be afraid to not play a wide receiver from San Francisco. Yep. Like I said, they haven't been in this position yet. They're, I mean, Jamie's right. Uh, I believe pre-podcast he said they were humming on offense, but there's just something different about the playoffs. A, a team that kind of came out of nowhere like this, when they get that bye week out of nowhere, I get hesitant about their offense, gain a little bit of rust. I lean towards Sanders because of his uh, playoff experience if you're looking for a guy. But overall, I say the, the only pass catcher worth considering in San Francisco is Kittle. All right. Well, this is an interesting situation as well because we have – this is really weird. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm one of those guys that you know likes aesthetically pleasing things. And I'm staring at this board, guys. It's really weird. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Thielen Diggs, Sanders Samuel, Fuller Steels, Stills. All those guys are paired on teams, and they're all right next to each other. So it makes me feel like DraftKings has no fucking idea what's happening here. Because mm-hmm. these guys are on the same team, they're middle tier receivers, and they're paired next to each other. It's so so it so right. bizarre. It's like Adams uh, and, and I can't Lazard. believe I. Adam, yeah, it's like Adams and Lazard, correct? They're <laughs> yeah. right next to each other as well. But these next two guys are maybe where big money is made. Uh, you know, we can talk about all these other guys exploding, and that's really cool. But two of the most actually explosive guys on the board, and I'm not talking about explosive porn, guys. I'm talking about <laughs> explosive fantasy numbers. I love explosive two of the most porn. explosive, explosive guys on the board. Um, <laughs> Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills, and Will. We Fuller. talking porn? Kenny Stills. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought we were talking porn the whole I, time. I could have sworn. Are we talking football? I could have sworn the last 27 minutes of this podcast were about porn. That's why I was saying I like DK Metcalf. Hasn't, that's ah. what this whole season's about. Yeah, that's a great porn name, DK Metcalf. Honestly, uh, Aaron anyway. Rodgers with that mustache. Mm, I was going to say, mustaches, was, that's what I was thinking of, porn stash, dude. That's totally what he's got going on there. Yeah. I'll ride that into the playoffs. Dude, a porn stash, or, or I can't believe that was a trend. Anyway. That is a gross, you can get stuff stuck in there. I don't know what sort of stuff, but. Ew. It'll yeah, last stuff. for a while, just, just human stuff. Ew, guys. Just, stuff. Just body anyway, stuff. Will Fuller, Will Fuller on? was supposed to maybe play. Nasty. <laughs> this family <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sorry, James. Before we get to shape up, let's finish off the. Uh, okay, let's finish <laughs> off. Let's complete. I'm gonna stop saying. I'm gonna shape. I'm gonna shape up. Finish. Let's complete let's the wide receiver position. Come on, boys. So, like uh, uh, Will Fuller V for vagina. Um, <laughs> that, that'll get me every time. That'll get me every time. That's funny. That's, That's funny. funny. That's just funny. Yeah, it is. It's great. Uh, Will Fuller, the fifth. <laughs> okay, but here's what we're trying to say. If Will Fuller plays, he's an interesting option. If it's Kenny Stills, he's got a higher floor but a lower ceiling. No, Will I Fuller's kind of makes Kenny Stills, Dusty. I'm not touching Kenny no, Stills. I agree, but I'm just saying like Kenny Stills is the second guy there. He's boring. If Fuller plays, that's the only tournament play you consider. And Fuller honestly helps Hopkins in the entire Texans offense become more viable so keep an eye on him but I I just I don't trust it every week they say he's close and you know says he's close but can you really trust that yeah yep can you really trust that can we go to uh, can we go to tight ends I don't know I don't think speaking of I don't think we should yet um because I think there's a couple more options here, and unless you know, I'll let I'll, I'm gonna give Ben his one veto of the week. If Ben wants to veto and move to tight end, that's fine. But there's a couple more names here that I think we should definitely toss around. Uh, ben? Lazard. Yeah, he was one of them. You want to play a guessing game? Um, <laughs> Lazard and Hollywood Brown. Uh, I, like, I was gonna say Watkins. I like Watkins too, Flynn. I like all those uh, guys in that range. Guys, come 45, on. 44, so we're talking about Dusty. We're talking you're about playing Brita, okay? We're going to talk about these $4,300. We, Ben. Ben. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We are playing Greta. Ben, quickly go. Ben, for the sake of moving this podcast along, go give us three quick – or one quick case for each one of those three guys that we just mentioned. Lazard, safety, uh, blanket if you're also stacking him with Adams. Hollywood Brown, explosive tournament play. Sammy Watkins, explosive tournament play. Fantastic. Awesome. Also, the last guy I'll mention on this board that I like a little bit is a guy that you are in the camp of, Ben, as well. So I'm bouncing back to you. That's Tajay Sharp uh, as a secondary option for Tennessee in a game where they should be throwing a fuck ton. Guys, the usual suspects at the tight end position. The the tight end position. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. On the top of the board, George Kittle. Dusty, as you mentioned earlier, maybe a guy that you like a lot more than the top one. He has practiced very, very fully the last couple of weeks. A guy who has not practiced fully recently has been Travis Kelsey. I'm prepared to say that he'll be ready to go, though, against this Houston secondary and this Houston defense that is shite. (laughs) What are we doing here at the tight end position? Dust. I feel pretty strongly about the tight end position this week, which I haven't said every week, but I believe... 
in the Baltimore Ravens this week. I believe in that offense going off. I think the week arrest doesn't phase them. And at the end of the day, when you look at the targets and the target share, Lamar Jackson's number one weapon that isn't his feet is Mark Andrews. So I'm going to put Mark Andrews in that top tier of three guys and say that I like him the most because of his ability to have big plays down the middle of the field and find the end zone with a Baltimore offense that is going to be moving the ball all day long. 5600 It's a little bit cheaper, but I still consider him top tier. Kittle and Kelsey are great. This is just my choice. I love um, I just like his exposure in that offense. Yep. Ben. Dusty, I love Mark Andrews as well. Fifty six hundred, kind of a lot for a tight end, but it's kind of it's kind of the sweet spot this week. Uh, you don't really want to go lower. Going higher is a little risky at the tight end spot. The one low price guy that I do like is Darren Fells. Um, it might just be a hunch, might just be a good feeling about him, but he had five targets last week, um, so you're kind of banking on a touchdown out of him at 3,500. But if it happens, uh, you're sitting pretty. So Darren Fells, not a bad punt play at the tight end position. I will say for me, my favorite guy on the board value-wise was as mentioned, and I kind of had a little bit of a you know pre and then fill in the blank when we're talking about him. But uh, Jacob Hollister, he's a guy that I am very high on this week at 4,000. I think he's in a perfect spot. Uh, I'm thinking we're going to get a closer to a 20-point game, which we've seen from him multiple times uh, as he's taken over as the tight end. Weird number, by the way. I don't know if you guys realize. Um, do, you guys, do you guys remember what number he is, or am I putting you on the spot? Uh, 46 as a tight end. Very, mm. very weird. That was um, weird. So he, maybe he just pops off at the screen, you know, the screen to me because I see that happening and I feel like it's a fullback catching the ball, which gets me ex- all sorts of excited. But um, Jacob Hollister, guy that I think is going to have a great week. But my punt play is no doubt about it, Jimmy Graham. Um, Ooh, on the wrong, like definitely the wrong Ooh, age. Definitely the that wrong, is fun. Definitely the wrong age. But How fun of you. 3,300 for Aaron Rodgers, big tight end, if – for some reason, Jimmy Graham catches a touchdown this week. Remember that you heard it here first. Um, so that's the tight end position, guys. And we move on Excellent. to the defense. And we found out that they can, in fact, again, somehow we figured out that they could score points. Um, I figured. In the Patriots game. I think I figured defense. They scored. But were they offense after they caught the ball? That's my question. Because if they were offense yeah, after they picked off Tom really Brady's last pass of the game, that's a really good question. Then they were really an offense scoring, which would then mean the defense I, doesn't score points. But on DraftKings, they scored points. Tennessee. Look, Jamie. Just like you know, what our purpose is on this earth is God real. Some of these questions are just going to be left to the left to the cosmos and to our poor suffering mm-hmm. grandchildren. But um, I figured out defense. I think what happens is each team gives the other team 10 points at the start of the game, and that's like an incentive to score against them. And so if they didn't have that incentive, they wouldn't want to score. I, ben, it was my understanding understand. that it's, it's actually a retrospect. It, it's actually a retrospective score was my understanding. So like the game is played, there's a winner, there's a loser, and then they ask the opposing team's coaches, hey, 
uh, score of I think it's one to fifteen. One to fifteen. How well did that defense play against you? They give them a score, uh, and then DraftKings puts that score. But coaches in can give more than fifteen. It's just that fifteen's like a parameter. But coaches can give more. Sure. If, so if then they also like probably have like a scored. defense guy on the sideline who's given estimates as the game goes on. Dude, they have an everything sure. guy in the NFL. Yeah. They got mm-hmm. holdback guys. Yeah. They got chain guys. They got helmet guys. They got water guys. Of course, they have a defense guy. Ben. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Good I agree. Question. I'm That's just d- assuming yeah. your theory is correct. Dumb observation, Ben. All right, sorry. No. Obviously. I, uh, no, I'm really I was, wait, oh, I was waiting to call Ben the little man in this next segment. But we're going to go ahead and say that. We can do it twice. Guys, guys. Uh, I'm going to say the Chiefs are my favorite defense. Let's talk guys, about followed slightly, Followed slightly <laughs> by the Green Bay Packers. I hate fuck defense. Who cares? I like the Chiefs. For the ben, record, Jamie fought tooth and nail for the Chiefs. We had a great lineup set up, but Jamie is adamant about whoa, this Chiefs Whoa, what would you defense. call this lineup then? <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> no. This, uh-huh. this new so lineup is, is better than what we had. But you guys want to pause, just, the, I thought pause it was, the pod and go back? I no, thought it was crazy fine. how much Jamie fought for a defense. But he's adamant, so defense plug him in. Defense is so random. Plug him in. Dude, that, that offensive line for Houston was... They're so bad. The worst I've ever seen in a playoff but, game. Ever. Ever. I'm I just 25 years though, old. I've been watching football for 30 years. And my God. The Titans pick six. The Titans pick six at the end of the Patriots game proves our point that defense is stupid and you can pay down and something great might happen and no, you might have the highest the Titans, scoring defense. The Titans played a shit offense. We played the right call last week on defense. They played a terrible offense and it worked. I'm just yeah, saying if that play. receiver if that receiver catches that ball from Tom Brady, then the Titans miss value. That's it's true. just that random. So I like I, I agree we, we when we're getting more serious about defense, you play the matchups, but you have to understand that there certainly is a randomness to it that I, you need. I, don't, I will concede that. Let's move on to our one, our only, our favorite segment of the week, guys. It's Shape Up. Shapes Up, presented by Ask Hat Sports. Ben, are you ready? Am I catching you off guard? You got your little notesy, notesy dotesies? I got my notes pulled up. Detailed this week. Can you not just remember them? No, I gotta write them down. Me gotta too. Write them down. I'm, gonna, I'm in that same boat. Okay, Ben, why don't you go? Why don't okay. you go ahead and go? I'll, I'm gonna start with a, a little easy one. Um, this has really been bothering me. It's shape up to. It's been like a lot of reporters doing this. They refer to football teams as it rather than they when talking about them. So they'll be talking about like the Kansas City Chiefs and they'll be like, yeah, it scored at like twenty three points on Sunday, and it's no, offensive. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, no, it's been happening. It's making me never, cringe. I've never it has that. been it's making happening. Me cringe. It's it's horrible. Instead of saying like, yeah, they scored twenty four points, people are calling teams it, which like I guess is technically correct, but those nerds. Well, I guess can jump I, off. Of I, I don't know if it. I don't know if it is, and I'm, uh, you know. For the sake of not getting too controversial on this podcast, which we hate to do, hate is to it do. is it one of those gender neutral things? Is that what it is? No, because they're all is it, guys. Because if they can niche. call it, if they can say it, then they can refer to it as a he or she, the team. Correct? Am I right? I have never heard somebody call a football team an it. So I've heard it give Ben it one makes week. Me cringe I've heard it. I've heard it twice that. now. It's in an episode of Part of My Take. They interviewed some guy and he was talking about teams as it. And it was it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. But that was the I'll second keep, time I heard keep, it. I'll, 
Cal, keep an ear out. Right. Thanks, Ben. You, Thanks yeah, for sharing. I actually freak out when I hear it. Plug, yeah, it's horrible. It sounds really bad. It's Send like me that people episode. who say, love, like, love these data that. or the data are. You can go fuck yourself, Ooh. too. Yeah. <laughs> Dusty, you want me to get in there or are you going you gonna to get in there? Come on in, baby. Come okay. on in. All right. I will give my first shapes up. And it is commercials that are trying to tug on heartstrings. Dude, that was my, that was gonna be one of mine. It, Great, I nixed it. So I don't know. I, it's what's gonna be even more weird is if we're thinking about the same commercial. There's this one where I think it's a T-Mobile or it's a phone commercial where there's a family, and they're talk. The, the dad and the mom are talking about how they have a bunch of different uh, cell phones and coverages for their different kids. One's one's going to pilot school. And <laughs> yeah. The mom in this very singing voice says like, "I want yeah. him to call me right when he lands," and oh. Oh, oh, I'm very angry about that one commercial, but they're just, Mm. the nerds have taken over the commercial world as I kind of come back and get away from my anger. The nerds have taken over the commercial world and their jokes are absolutely awful. Yeah, they're really bad. Agreed. Really, really bad. Jamie, that's actually not where I thought you were going with that. I agree. There's a lot of cringeworthy commercials out there. Bring your part in. Yeah, I was debating shaping up commercials that have me crying late fourth quarter like legit heartstring commercials you guys see that one i think by it was either espn or google like the year in review they like ran it in the fourth quarter of one of the close games and i found myself just crying on my couch was it sports related or was it just a yeah. total? oh yeah it was sports I, I, mean, related. That, oh, I love every commercial like that so that's yeah. not a problem Okay. Well, that was that wasn't my shape up, but that was going to be. So I'm you, oh, so you opened me up. No, I love those. And there's there was one about there's one with like an iPad or a tablet where they they had the, the the little girls you know posted some photos of their dead grandmother to oh. their grandfather. Yeah, that one's beautiful. That one was beautiful too. Like I, I'm not saying you know I'm not just like all podcasts. The bad jokes. You know, two of them might be great and one of them might yeah. be really bad, and that's just how it is, Dusty. So you know, you and I roll into podcasts. We're we're really great and. Ben's the one that's not, and we still got to shape up Ben, but we just pat ourselves on the back. And so, okay. All right. yeah, okay. you want to give your official Boom. shape up? You want to <laughs> wow. give your official yes. first shape up? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we ain't got any shots on Ben lately. Well done. Bang, uh, bang. Bang, bang. Dusty, Second give your first ben. shape up of this week before we pass it back. My first ben. and only shape up, actually a little bit of a victory lap, uh, shape up to milk drinkers. I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys heard, but two Pass of the biggest Jamie. dairy two of the biggest dairy companies in the world went bankrupt because Whoa. people are realizing that drinking milk is for fucking psychopaths. Come moi, come moi. That's me. Jamie, Jamie, nope, Jamie, dude, don't switch I, teams. Dude, I can't remember, don't, dude, honestly. Don't I've disavow. Said, dude, I don't know don't the last. Don't disavow. You, you can ask my you can I'm ask not my doing girlfriend. this with you. You're a milk drink drinker. Milk. Jamie, if I pulled 10 people off the street and showed them your mugshot, all 10 of them would be like, milk I may drinker. be milky. I may be milky, but I don't drink milk. You don't milky, you like okay. not well, milk. Well, actually, actually, that probably explains why these two companies Dude, went out of business. they sell milk because here, a year not ago, in the fridge. You were drinking milk. Jamie, it's like a they, certain like level of skin transparency that really sells a milk drinker. And you have <laughs> I'll tell you what. I drank enough milk for a lifetime in my first You kept them years. in business. And you let them down. In my down. first 20 years, and it's been about five years of, of not I'm just as not buying milk. it. I think, you know how, like, some alcoholics hide bottles around the house? Jamie's literally has gallons yeah. scattered, and they're all soiled, but he's still I, nursing them. 
<laughs> this is all for comedic value, and it's starting to hurt me. Jamie, do you sometimes <laughs> like really pour this it is on your body, and just to like kind of get yourself? You know, my girlfriend and I, we love just to use shower. that. We love to use that when we, you know, have our extra just special m- nights. <laughs> just, you guys just give each other milky showers. Oh yeah, God. correct. Yeah, we, we 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 actually plug in our hot water heater. Into At what the, point uh, into does milk. it become cheese? That's a great, great question. I do eat enough cheese out here. Gotta get the to friction going. For the lack of dairy that I consume, that I do not consume. Milk. All right. Well, damn. Wow, Dust, Dusty. I can't yeah, believe I mean, the shape big up those cows too. Yeah, big milk is going down. It's funny. I read that partially too. because Jamie's not shopping damn, there. That means no more like. I honest to God wish I could remember the last time I had a cow's milk. Fuck each other. We're gonna go. We're gonna talk ourselves in circles here, Jamie. You're a milk drinker. Ben. Drink your milk. I have one more, Ben. Do you want me to go, or do you want to? Uh, you want to? Um, yeah. Shape up to the Chinese New Year. Um, I just mm. don't think it's a good Definitely. idea to base your measurement on of time, um, on like your country's favorite foods, like pigs and rats <laughs> and, dogs. and dogs. Yeah. So I think it's a weird thing to do. Like, hey, what year is it? It's uh, pig. Well, wasn't it just pig? Yeah, it was like. 10 years ago but it's it's pig again <laughs> so how old are you like you got me on that three one. and a half pig i just don't get it. age the age it's just a real the best, it's like man. chopsticks come I'm on one like spi- you had a I'm shovel one and you, went, and you went to chopsticks you didn't go to a fork like these guys need to figure it out <laughs> I don't feel like I know years? how Chinese. Granted, that works. is a hundred percent true. Really I actually limited... went onto Wikipedia today to look <laughs> it up, but I preferred my ignorance, and I shut the page down. I literally clicked off. <laughs> also, just shape up to them. You can't just have a different New Year's. That's just throws yeah. At everybody least they off. branded it their their own. Like if like, they were like, they, no, this is do New I, Year's. I, like at least you're saying, all right, this is the Chinese New Year's. If you don't, I think want that to partake, we say that, Ben. I'm pretty sure that we say that, not not China. <laughs> okay. Pretty sure they just call it New Year. <laughs> yeah, is, they call it New Year's. Really good point. Call, I just assumed they, they were in China going That's like Happy point. Chinese New Year, <laughs> 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 which they very, very westernized. Yeah. Such such an American thought right there. (laughs) And that's why you shouldn't learn things, because it's not good content on podcasts. No. When you start talking through what's going on in your brain, it's very very difficult to make it into great content. Right. Yeah, shape up uh, Chinese. Yeah, Chinese people. Is it the year of the pig? Is it actually the year of the pig? It's the rat. 2020, the Uh, year of the rat. What does that mean? How are you supposed to celebrate a whole fucking year if it's like, nah, like we went from pig to rat? It's like, okay. Two, two, two (laughs) How are you supposed to have a single resolution with that? (laughs) I just, I just don't think you know. I'd be on board if it was year of the dog every year and they didn't eat dog. Okay. Um, Can't have your cake and eat it too. That's correct. (laughs) Sit on a cake or, or eat a cake. That's the question. Um, Anyway, guys, <laughs> sitting on cakes. <laughs> Jamie's been a little sexually charged. No, You've like, been a little sexually charged this podcast, man. Because it's another thing that totally okay? grinds my gears. This is the final one of this divisional round for us guys. And it's my final one. It's shape up buying cookbooks and recipe books for people for the holidays. Yeah, yeah. I got one for Christmas, and my girl, 
my my significant other had <laughs> I a did friend that, who has a birthday way. this week, and she bought her friend a cookbook. All those recipes are online. Why do you need to go? Why do you need to go get a cookbook? It's, what what is what's the deal? <laughs> Jamie, I will tell you. Please do. I can speak on this. I can speak on this because at a certain point, at a certain point, you have fringe people in your life, uh, <laughs> which is in my case, my sister in law, who you just don't know well enough she to, just to do any friend. better than a cookbook. That's bad. You're like, well, well, I'm okay. Well, I'm defending myself now. My my case is, I'm like, well, what do I know? I know that she cooks. She's the cook of the house. God forbid you buy her the same cookbook she already has. Right. Now, cookbook. the one also, that I got for Christmas for was, Jamie, was a Jamie Oliver cookbook. So there was a little play on words there. A little play on words. Jamie. Jamie yeah. Oliver. So it worked. Um, also my first cookbook. So all of the recipes uh, are totally new to me. So it's okay. I can understand. But I really can't because they're all online. Just send somebody. I would rather receive like 10 screenshots of recipes. For the next week to make. Yeah. Okay. For the next ten days. But let me. No, you, you're exactly right. It let was. Me, a, let me also. It was take a hollow gift. Side of this. Uh, as someone who has cooked maybe ten times in their life, I have. That's right. I cooked for you for a year. That was really nice. I missed that. I I have gone yeah, online and I've looked for the cook. recipes, and nothing sucks more than having to sift through these wannabe chefs' blogs as they talk about their cooking. That's style. true. It is fucking awful. Valid. Thing with a cookbook, at but least. But imagine you can that in a book. Imagine that. No, no. no. It's you can no, flip right to the, the recipe. You can flip through it. No. I don't know how cookbooks work, cookbooks, so I'm making her in again here. But a lot of these cookbooks, I'm a firm the, stand, the words are so in. The words are in the right. A lot of these cookbooks. Yikes. No, I don't want to read. I don't want to read about their live story. It's like going through it's the chat. Like you're not. You're not impressing me. So you know ten things, and you put it in a book. Ridiculous, ridiculous, guys. Let's. You guys want to come? With, let's come out with a cookbook. He's want to. I'm officially okay. announcing it with the We're website. Out the cookbook, it's coming out with the website. Fantasy Millionaires Cookbook. You can see I, every I'll, single I'll, recipe yeah, will see it on our website. We'll a gallon it. of milk. Challenge accepted. Ah, we had a friend in high school that <laughs> did the milk challenge. For he had to drink a, yeah. a gallon a day to gain weight. He became incredibly lactose intolerant. He literally can't even Incredibly lactose yeah, intolerant. Yeah, he can't even go near it. <laughs> Body yeah. just begging him to stop. I don't think you can reverse Please. that. That's literally like the fastest there, so. version of evolution that's ever happened. <laughs> uh, I've got one more. I've got a third. Oh, no way, Ben. This is actually a little residue. Dusty, you can have I'm doing a second one for Dusty. I love finding this residue is, uh, on you. Thanks. Jesus, Flynn, tone it down. <laughs> yeah, you God need to. You, you need just to relax, Jamie. That's crazy. You you are really Sometimes it happens. Dirty stuff. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Shape up people who visit another country and then come back with the accent from that country. Is it? Whoa. Who are you talking about? No, I mean I I had it written down. But I, and I wasn't thinking of you at the time, but it fits you. You're right. Am I starting to sound weird too over here? No, I'm not. This oh. look, Jamie. Not everything's about you. Okay? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and your milky cheeks, and your Bill Clinton thighs. Look, this is about this I is about so some lucky. people who go overseas. I really like that. Who's reference. between those? I really thighs. like the Bill Clinton thighs. 
That's gross. Not anyway, the, the, shape up that person. Our wrap-up light is blinking, saying wrap yeah, it up. I, I know. I shouldn't have done a third. I should have saved it. The third was great, <laughs> I love it. We're approaching... We're just over 50 minutes on this pod. No, ben, let me... Let, guys, so this hold is on. Really let me be more succinct with Ben's. Shape up people that go to other countries and come back and think that you're interested in hearing about their trip to another country. Dusty, I have one word <laughs> for you. Can we just put it like that? Yeah. Just put it That's like fine. that? Dusty, I have one word okay. for you. Other yeah. people talking. <laughs> Cheers. Son of a bitch. Let's move on to our locks of the weeks. Locks of the divisional round, guys. Ben, you said you might have had a bold one. Is that seriously the one that you want to plug in as your lock of the week this week? I don't know what you're talking about, but my lock of the week is Damian Williams. Great. Awesome. So it was not him. Sweet. (laughs) Dusty, you may have a bold one. Please go ahead after Ben's. Not quite as bold as you're thinking. My lock of the week is Mark Andrews. Tight end. All right. Yeah, definitely not as bold as I thought. Uh, as much as I'd like to lock in the Chiefs defense, I'm going to lock in A.A. Ron Rogers. Uh I'm ready for that discount double check in the form of a million dollars. So that's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers stacked with our guy, Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers is my lock of the week. Guys, our lineup for the divisional round for juicy games football season's almost over I'm pretty sad but four very very good games I think as we saw in the wild card round are due again our quarterback one for the fantasy millionaires optimized lineup for the divisional round is Aaron Rodgers my lock he's at home in Green Bay he's 6500 running back one my lock of the week 6000 Damian Williams running back two Fastest man on grass, 3,300. That must be a misprint. Matt Breda. Stacked with Aaron Rodgers, as I mentioned, is the Green Bay undisputed wide receiver. One, he's 7,800. How is he under 8,000 salary? It's Devonta Adams. Devonte. Devonta Adams. Damn it, Jamie. Uh, all right, wide receiver two, 7,600. Paired with Damian Williams in an unconventional stack. It is Tyreek Hill. There's a touchdown pass. Yeah. Wide wide receiver three. He's having his his coming out performance on national television. His DK Metcalf week, as I'm branding it, 6,000, A.J. Brown. On the other side of that football game is our tight end one. It's Dusty's lockety lock of the week. Baltimore Ravens tight end, 5,600, Mark Andrews. And for the first time since maybe week two or three, the Fantasy Millionaires are doing double tight end in the flex Uh-oh. position. Two tight Uh-oh. ends. Oh, yeah. It is Jacob Hollister, $4,000. Holla. Stir. At defense, Jamie threw a fit, so we plugged him in. They're 3200 It's Kansas City Chiefs. And that's it, boys. Um, wow. It's really been fun. It's winding down here. Wow. We're getting close. Don't make there's, me cry. There's one thing yeah, I... Don't. Yeah, well, not, no, I cry no, too much. It basically all comes down to God at the end. You know, My teammates, my, my the fans, everybody support our coaches, everybody that works hard in the locker room. But you know, don't everything's got to come down to God at the end. So uh, you guys have got anything else left to say? I just... I love what we've done. Did you finish yet? I finished. 
Yeah, I'm finished. God bless. <laughs>